Hey guys, welcome to F1 in the Sun with your hosts, McKenna, Joe, and Zach. Hello everyone, welcome to Monday Morning on F1 in the Sun. I'm your host, Zach, and with me is McKenna. Hello. And Joe. Hello there. How's everyone's weekend? It's It's been good, especially I, with a race weekend. I tell you what, I had a better weekend than Logan Sargent. <laughs> we'll uh yeah we'll get into that uh shortly yeah but um, um it was yeah i think this weekend we had the most dnfs all uh, season i'm not sure if it's the most last race we had a quite a few too yeah but we only had like 15 drivers finish the race this year or this weekend so we had five cars drop out and to answer your question, my weekend was good. Thanks for letting me answer. Whoops. <laughs> uh, well, I knew how your weekend was. We spent the whole weekend together. Okay. So. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I was in Japan. So the race was, for everyone here in North America, the race was at about 11 p.m. Mountain Time. I think that would put it about 1 o'clock Eastern Time. A little early than that. about... Uh, well, it started for it started at eleven p.m. here in Edmonton on Saturday night. I thought it was a little earlier than that. I thought it was like ten thirty. No, no. no. Uh, well, they started the pre-race at ten thirty, and then mm, that's what it was. Then. Yeah, and then you get to the race at eleven. So, but yes, so it's more of a reasonable time for us. Yes. Um, opposed to most European races where yeah. it's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I'm old, so like I fell asleep in the race and I had to watch it Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just chose to watch it uh, Sunday. Yeah, um, but I would like to start with congratulating Red Bull on their sixth constructors championship. Yes, um, second in a row. Yes, um, they've won all of theirs back to back. No, there was or, a couple years missing in between some of them. No, but like they're um, well. How many did Sebastian Vettel get in a row? I can't remember exactly, but I I think four. Yeah, that was in a row, I think. Uh, okay, so yeah, my bad. So they won four in a row, now they're back-to-back. But yeah. they're not, like, winning it, losing, winning it, losing. And they're... No, that they're, they're bunched. Yeah. Grouped, I guess, is the better word. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but... <laughs> I <laughs> might, mean, the way... Might, might be saying something similar next year at this, this the time, too. <laughs> yeah, or well, maybe even a bit earlier, depending yeah. upon uh, Checo's performance. Yes, um, we're going to dive into qualifying. And my comment about Logan Sargent, uh, he DNF'd. Yeah, he, he uh, won. He he decided to attempt to I don't know continue to power slide through the corner and then send it into a wall. You know what I said after he qua- he crashed? Mm. I said, well, he's definitely over three million in damage this year now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that uh, little chart we looked at on Friday is now inaccurate. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'd be very curious to see. There's a lot of drivers who are. Uh, there's a lot of drivers who spent some money this weekend. Tons. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get into that when we cover the race. Um, but yeah, Logan Sargent, DNF'd. Another car totaled. Yeah, he oh he totaled that thing. I think there were two wheels left attached. At this point, how, how many chassis does Williams have left? <laughs> you know, like how much patience does Williams have left? Well, James Val keeps defending him, who's the team principal of uh, Williams, if you guys don't know, um, and keeps making excuses. Yep. 
like this latest uh, incident in qualifying, uh, apparently it was a car problem because he decided to run over a curb. Well, but you watch the replay and he, he went over a curb, got unsettled, and right. Yeah. But then you know they even uh, I think uh, I can't remember who commented on it, but they even said like he upshifted while in that power slide. Mm-hmm. Like instead of letting off, he tried to power. Th- now all props to him, he did recover it. But he had no space after he recovered it. Yeah, because there's a wall there. No, I think he recovered it as he was crossing the curb. Like, if you watch the footage, I think he got oh, control like of it. Oh, like the initial, yeah. Yeah, I think he got control of it right as he was coming on the curb. But he had nowhere to go. Yeah, he just... But I think he kept through, like, pedal down the entire time. Yeah. That was his biggest problem. Yeah, he uh, he definitely forgot what a brake pedal was. <laughs> so, um, yes, it, you can blame the car. But you, he, if he let out, I think he would, he would have spun out. I don't think he would have, he would have spun totaled out. the car. I think if anything, he might have beached it in the in the gravel. Yeah, or had a light tap with like a front wing or something. Yeah, not, nothing, not a total car. Not totaling his car. Um, but moving on. Yeah, from enough of him. So, Sergeant, now. uh, Joe, you kind of surprised me coming in at P nineteen. Yeah, to be fair, both alphas didn't do great. But, you know, all fairness to Valtteri, you kind of, I personally kind of expect him in that area. I, um, I expect the alpha, alphas to be, yeah. Anywhere uh, between, for me, I pu- I'd put them anywhere from P14 to P16. That's kind of where I expect them. But I don't know what was going on with Joe. He just, it, I don't think he had a, had a real good feel with the car this weekend. No, he just, it just, I don't know, maybe it was just thrown off for him. Just a bad weekend for him. Yeah. Or bad uh, qualifying so far, but... Yeah. Um, moving on to that, P18, you had Nico Hulkenberg. Which is surprising. He's below Magnuson, which yes. isn't hasn't happened very often this year. And not by much. No. Or by... by, usually, by, by... It's, usually, if it does happen, sorry, it's not by much. But yeah. this time, it was a lot. Um, there was at least three tenths, and KMAG made Q2. Yeah, so it's a, it's kind of an Uno reverse card in the Haas department. Yep. Um, again, maybe it just wasn't off weekend for him. Who yeah. knows? Japan is also known for high degradation. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, degradation meaning your tires burn out a lot quicker. And uh, and Haas already can't keep their tires in a good place. <laughs> so yeah, it's not a not a good thing for them. Yeah. Um, and then moving up to uh p17 is lance stroll which you know after his last weekend in singapore to be completely honest i kind of expected him to be near the bottom i expect him to be playing tennis let's just be honest here (laughs) um like yes he had the big shunt in singapore but realistically that aston isn't as good as it was in the start of the year but he should be better than he is. No, he he should. Um, Realistically, right. But now. like this weekend, I kind of kind of give him grace because he's coming into essentially a new car and he's coming off of a pretty scary incident, which yeah, arguably would would shake the most seasoned driver. And I read that incident he had at Singapore was fifty g five fifty g's five zero. Times his body weight, yeah. Jeez, Louise. I think that, I think that 
is like that's in the same ballpark of uh, Max in 2021 at Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah, it's an intense, intense uh, G and crash. So, yeah, it makes sense that he was a bit shunted. I mean, if, you know. Yes. Um, And then P16, you know, we touched on him already. Valtteri Bottas. Um, I kind of expect the Alfa Romeo to be around there. Yeah, it's sort of there. Um, Maybe P15. Yeah. It, yeah. But, you know, those are those are the five drivers we lost um, at the end of Q1. Uh, moving on into Q2, you've got, we touched on them again earlier, K-Mag and the Haas Ferrari. Yep. Uh, P15. So, uh, all in all, decent for him. Yep. Um, not bad for Haas, considering the track. Um, and, I mean, he's ahead of Nico Hulkenberg. Yes. So that's always a plus for him. Yeah, that's uh, it's good for him in, you know, his standings with the team. Um, then you get into P14. Which is our good old Esty Bestie, Mr. Esteban Ocon in the Alpine. Yeah, he, uh, I don't want to say the Alpines had a quiet weekend because we'll touch into how they had a pretty loud weekend. They had a quiet qualifying. They did. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Esteban, you know, kind of snuck his way into snuck his way into the top 15 um by less than a second. And did about as much as you would expect out of the Alpine in Q2. Yeah, honestly, like I know looking at like last year with the Alpines they were really good. Yeah. Oh, good for what they were. Uh, and this year they've sort of hit a wall and haven't really been able to progress very much, which is a shame because you kind of hope both him and Gasly be higher up, um, both in points and in qualifying, but is what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. P13, we have Alex Albon. Yes. Um, That's your boy. It is. It's It's okay. I, I honestly would hope for him to be a little higher. But, you know, even Williams said this this track isn't really suited for the way they built no. the Williams. They say that a lot, honestly. I think they should build a car that suits more than just one track. Well, now <laughs> they have the ability to. Because now yeah. they're rolling in a bit more money. Yeah. So they can afford to. Whereas they're technically still working with an old car. Um, and getting it to a perform where it's decent now. Like, decent for a Williams, right? So, yeah. in front of Haas is, you know, not bad. Yeah. Um, in front of Albon, then you have the other Alpine in Pierre Gasly. Um, yeah, they had a pretty quiet qualifying. Like, they made the, they made the inroads when they did. They had good drives for them. Um, but then it didn't really pan into anything. No, no, which is sort of, again, hope they'd be higher, but... Sort of is what it is, yeah. but then a good surprise. P eleven is Liam Lawson, which... who in Q two qualified one thousandth of a second in front of Pierre Gasly. Yeah, yeah, which... it's it's an incredible gap there. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see. You know, honestly, um, I don't know if anybody watches those TikToks, but I like to watch the memes after the F one race TikToks. Mm-hmm. And one of the memes was that guy who sits in a chair. It says, change my mind. And it said, Liam Lawson deserves a seat next year. 
yeah we'll, we'll get into that a little yeah. later um but then moving into the top 10 q3 uh in 10th place we have fernando alonso yep um, um decent for him um well a little below where especially if you'd asked me like five months ago oh well yes then you'd expect him like p2 p3 yeah um but he's kind of he's kind of that aston martin's kind of dropped off yeah um p9 the hometown hero or home country hero yeah yuki sonoda yuki sonoda in that alpha tower it's nice to see that thing up in the top 10 great drive from him um yes. yeah great performance um and just in front of him is uh george russell in uh p8 yeah and then uh his teammate p7 lewis yeah there was uh in the end between those two uh three tenths yeah which at this point is quite a bit especially between teammates um which is kind of surprising because typically i think george is better in qualifying than hamilton yeah but, but, I mean, with a track like this, too, you know, I don't, I don't think, because when did, uh, when did George come into F1? What year was that? Oh, 2018, 2019, but he was with Williams, wasn't Yeah, he, he started with yeah. Williams. Yeah, because I... He uh, replaced, um, Kvyat, I think his name was. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be the the nineteen eighteen. Because I think he's only raced this track three times. Because they didn't race here twenty twenty to twenty twenty one, I believe. Yeah, COVID yeah. kind of killed that. Um, so realistically, he would have only raced if he came in nineteen. He only would have raced here nineteen and twenty two. This yeah, this is a track I kind of like to chalk up some experience to. We'll get onto that topic in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but moving on from the Mercedes Duro, we have P6, which kind of surprised me. Uh, Carlos Sainz. I honestly thought he'd be higher. I thought he'd kind of be where his teammate is. Yeah, up there. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he didn't channel a smooth operator this weekend. He didn't. He just didn't seem to have a good drive with him. Maybe he's still got a hangover from Singapore. I mean, sure could be. I wouldn't blame him. If he was pardoned a week, I right. honestly couldn't blame him. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Um, P5, you got Checo Sergio Perez in that Red Bull. Um, yeah, you kind of... I'm torn with Checo. Because at this point, he should be closer to Max than this. He should, should not be behind a Ferrari. And he should uh, not be behind some McLarens. I was going to say he shouldn't be behind a few cars. So, it's not the worst he's qualified. Let me just get that out of the way <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the worst. Um, but it's... I definitely expect him to be higher. Yeah, no, I, I expect Checo to be minimum top three at all times in a Red Bull. Especially, yeah. especially this year's Red Bull. Yeah, there's sort of no excuse for it. Yeah. Um. I mean, now hypothetically, put Liam Lawson in that chair. I reckon he could be up there almost every weekend. With how he's doing in an Alpha Tower. Yeah, 
I wouldn't necessarily say he'd always be top three. I definitely think he'd be more consistent in the top five than Checo is. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I mean. Like, yeah. like you take Liam Lawson, who is a rookie, a, the rookiest rookie rookie we've ever had. <laughs> the the <laughs> rookiest rookie rookie we've ever had. Yeah. Is that um, what just came out of your mouth? That's what I'm going with. Oh my god. Because he hasn't done that many races here. Uh, I think this was his. Oh, not like here, but like in Formula One. I think this was what? You have the Netherlands, Singapore, and this one. So this, is, this was like his third race. That's. What? Yeah. Um, and, you know, he'd be. Oh, sorry. No, this was. This would have been his fourth. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was the Italy race. Which is where right. we lost our, our beloved Daniel Ricardo. He didn't die. No, no, no. no we no, lost no. him in the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. 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 But sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So this, sorry, this would have been his fourth race. But, yeah, it but was, still. It was the bank corner where Piastri crashed, and then Daniel didn't know what to do, and then broke his yeah. wrist. Three races, four races. Either way. To put an Alpha Tauri in P11. He'd, uh, if he was in the Red Bull, I would bet money he'd be in front of Checo. If, Just, if Lawson was in a... I would love the opportunity for Red Bull just to let Liam drive the car. Mm-hmm. See where he would come out. Just time him, see, give him a certain amount of laps, time every lap, and then put Checo in his car. And then do the same thing. And I, just see where they I go. mean, honestly, exactly. in... Vegas, if Vegas goes the way I predicted, about halfway through, Max is going to have everyone lap like six times. Just get them to pull over and switch. Honestly, they have time. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, back on the qualifying. <laughs> um, yes, moving on from Checo, because we can we can yeah, go at we'll, Checo for a while. We'll, we'll go into this more later. And we'll have a very good reason to in, in our race review. Um, Charles, four. Charles Leclerc. Good drive from him. Yeah. Um, again, I kind of was expecting Carlos. Yeah, them to be switched. Yeah, I I definitely expected um Carlos Sainz to be where Charles is and he had a good drive. I I can't I can't knock anything. No, nope, no, it was a good drive from him. Uh no complaints. No. Nope. He did his best, which is all you can ask for really. Yeah, and now we go into our qualifying podium where yes. we have two McLarens. Um P3 we have Lando Norris who's kind of shown up this second half of the season. No, McLaren has shown <laughs> yeah, up in I guess, the second half I of the I guess that's true, yes. The McLaren has shown up for Lando in the second half of the season. And Piastri. And Piastri coming in at P2. Like, Piastri has stayed on Lando ever since they made a call fast. Yes. Like, he's been phenomenal. He is rookie of the year. Oh, without a question. His only competition is Liam Lawson. Which I don't uh, I don't even think Liam Lawson's qualifies as qualifies as a rookie candidate. No, I don't think so. Although if he did, it'd be very close between Oscar and him. Yes. But a tremendous drive. And honestly, like if you listen to him when they say where he qualified, he's like Solid job, guys. Good, 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 good job. Good job. That man is so. That man sounds like he has won the championship as many times as Lewis Hamilton. Exactly. He's, he's very humble. Same with Liam. Yes. They're both very humble and mellow, and they mm-hmm. don't scream, which is 
great. I mean, less entertaining TV. Yes. But uh, it's great to listen because it's like, matured. But like, even when you get, even when you stick a McLaren P2 above your teammate who's the number one driver, like you'd be losing your mind, right? Like I'd be like, I'd sound like um like a out like Esteban Ocon in Monaco, or when uh, K Mag got his uh, P1 in qualifying. In Brazil, I'd I'd be celebrating, mm-hmm. and that man is just like solid work, solid yep, work. Yeah, good work, guys. Let's focus on tomorrow. I'm like, how? And <laughs> this is his first time ever around this track. Yeah, which is and then to place P two, <laughs> right? Like in front of your own teammate, right? tremendous. It's it's honestly really he good must to have see hit that simulator. So many times for the Japan track that he right. was ready. Like, he could just memorize everything. Well, I guess exactly. they have to anyway, but just yeah. do it like, eyes closed. But, like, even look at practice, right? Like, he stuck that car in the top 10 every single practice. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming into FP3, he put that car in P3. Yep. Behind his teammate. So, like, you knew he was good. But, like, to stick that car P2. And, like, there's not much in it between them. There's uh, just over over three hundredths of a second between them, which is... But then, P1, Max Verstappen, (laughs) obviously everyone knew this. By almost a second. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's by over half a second. (laughs) Quicker. Max, Max... One pole with a 1 minute 28.877. Oscar Piastri P2 was a 1 minute 29 second point four five eight. Like, it's unbelievable. It was almost a second, guys. Like, how do It's you... almost two seconds ahead of P10. Right? In it, qualifying. It, <laughs> I don't... Max wasn't kidding when he was like, it's okay, guys. We'll, we'll let them have one. Like, <laughs> it's almost three seconds ahead of 19th. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Great, great drive from him. Um, Again, we're on the Max Verstappen podcast. Uh, that's just, <laughs> I predict, the rest of the season. Yes. Um, but that is our qualifying uh, review. We're going to look over our qualifying predictions. Um, I believe we all had a fairly fairly good weekend in predictions-wise. Yeah, we had, uh, and we all kind of stuck with the same group. Yes. It's just we moved them about. Yeah, so I'm going to start here with McKenna. Uh, so McKenna had Max in P1. She had Carlos Sainz in P2. Uh, Lewis Hamilton P3. And Lando Norris, P4. Uh, So qualifying, got a point. Half a point. Half a point for Max. Yep. Moving on to myself, I had Max, P1. Then I had Lando, P2. Yeah, wrong McLaren there. Yes, I put the wrong McLaren, which honestly, I'm happy that Oscar's doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had Carlos P3 and Lewis P4. Little off in the end there, eh? Yes. Uh, moving on to Joe. Joe had Max P1, mm-hmm. Signs P2, 
Yep, Laurent. Norris P3 and Hamilton P4. So I walk away with one and a half points yes. for qualifying. Yes, so that's those back were... to uh, my little points gaining thing. <laughs> I, I've went over the slump now. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slowly um, starting to gain my lead back again. Yeah, so that was our qualifying predictions. Uh, we're gonna take a little break here, and we're gonna jump into um, a very eventful race. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yes, we're gonna jump into that right after a quick break, guys. All right, so. This race was interesting. Very. Um, we're going to start with Valtteri Bottas and uh, his incident with Logan Sargent, his... which threw him into the gravel and therefore into uh, retiring the car. His seven lap race. His seven lap race. <laughs> yeah, he got unlucky on the, uh, on the first, or oh, not even at the first corner. Um, right about the starting line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right after the starting line, um, four cars came together. His he ended up getting bumped and got his, uh, I believe it was his right front tire punctured, mm -hmm. and his front wing was damaged as well. Yeah. So he had to box then, which put him at the back by Logan Sargent, mm -hmm. and then as you said, he uh, Valtteri went for the pass, got passed. Logan forgot how to stop. Uh, went into the back of him and punted him right onto the gravel, causing him to retire. Yes. Yeah. Very Good unfortunate. old Logan mm. Sargent doing Logan Sargent things. You yeah. know, I try to defend the guy, but it's getting you, so you hard. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Same with the next guy. Yeah. Um, which leads us to Sergio Perez, <laughs> which we briefly touched on um, in qualifying. And this is uh, where we're going to get into some of his interesting choices this race did this man set a record for most wings used in a race he is going to be close <laughs> yeah. the man used three wings in 15 laps like the first one kind of wasn't his fault he was sandwiched yeah he got squeezed. they ran out of, so again just off the starting grid had to About, uh, uh 50 feet in front of bottas <laughs> exactly had to Signs was on the right, Checo in the middle, Hamilton on the left. Uh, they all went left, as you do for the racing line. Um, Signs thought it was just Checo there, and then obviously they can't communicate that. So Signs went left, uh, causing Checo to go left, causing Hamilton to then go left onto the grass a bit, causing damage to Checo's front wing, which yeah. is wing number one. Yeah. Which so, he then pitted for yeah. a new wing and some hard tires yeah um and then i believe he went to pass kevin magnuson mm -hmm. i don't know if i'd <laughs> call it a pass this man or just sort of sent it like i understand dive bombing a corner anybody who's played the f1 video game knows all about dive bombing corners that's what you do in the game i don't <laughs> i don't know if Checo thought he was playing the game but he dive-bombed K-Mag into a corner. And I will say, in the game, dive-bombing works out about 50% of the time. Yes. You either crash, and your race is over, or you successfully pass, and then probably crash a lap afterwards. Yes. So, um, yeah, he got a bit confused. Checo was probably, what, a car length away from K-Mag going into that corner? If not more. 
and he locked up the left side mm -hmm. and just went straight into the rear end of K-Mag. Uh, not quite in the rear. Right rear, I guess. Left rear. Oh, yeah, because it's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Left rear K-Mag, causing K-Mag to spin. Yep. Stare at Checo, say, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and then K-Mag went into the gravel and uh, Checo just continued his merry way. Yeah, Wonderful. it was like he was playing bumper cars at a fair. At your local fair. I was so confused. But let's not forget that before this happened, yeah. he got a safety car infringement penalty on the entrance into the pit lane. I was going to say, mm -hmm. I know when watching it, we were all sort of confused as to why. Because uh, we all thought it was the exit when he yeah. came out. There was about five to six laps of confusion. We are like, why did he get this penalty? Like, yes, he didn't let Albon through immediately. But then he did. But he did. So we were confused. But then a while later, they finally showed why. And it's because he overtook going into the pits. Yes, which is weird. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> like, like, I you... understand why he got one to a point. But it just it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's weird to get a penalty for that. So there is a white line that they paint before the pit lane and after the pit lane. And you have to be in your position when you cross that line. Yeah. But going into the pit lane takes you around that corner a lot quicker than going around the corner in the race. Mm, and which, they were under safety car. So I believe it was Alonzo he did that too. I think so, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but, you know, the car in front of him was going slower. Mm -hmm. Checo was trying to get his ass into that pit lane as quick as possible to get a new wing. Again. Uh, but, yeah, so it's all confusion. But, yes, it's because he passed entering the pit box. Yes. Uh, um, which was a five-second penalty, which we'll get into, I guess, a little bit later. No, uh, that penalty got served. It did. Um, but we were... Just not how you'd expect. No, yeah. I, ugh, I don't... So he retired the car. Mm -hmm. About two laps later, I think it was. Yes. I think so. And in between there, he ended up doing more damage to the wing that we just didn't cover because it was essentially irrelevant because he just doesn't know how to drive this car, I guess, this race. Yeah. Um, so he retires the car. All fine and dandy. There is a Red Bull out of the race. Yeah. Then the cameraman cuts to Sergio getting back into the car 13 laps down. And we're all confused. Yeah, and then um, I was listening to the Sky broadcast on it. And yeah, they were saying potentially there's a way to... They were going to serve that penalty he had that he hadn't served yet, the five-second penalty for Magnuson. Um, and then they dug through the, uh, rule book, um, and says, apparently if you fail to serve your penalty because due to retirement, yeah. you can be, uh, a grid penalty next race. Yeah. So they didn't want that to happen. So 19 laps down, they sent this car out to do two laps. He did one lap. Yeah, one out lap. Pitted, served his penalty, and then did another lap and came in and retired the car again. Yeah. The best clip of this entire weekend is Max Verstappen 
coming into the pit lane for his pit stop. And that beautiful cameraman that he is panning to Checo sitting in his car. <laughs> you just see Checo waiting there. It's I seen a, a TikTok of it. And I think it turns it perfectly. It's just like a clip out of the office. That like you put the office theme tune over it, and, and it's perfect. It's just yeah, yeah. It wasn't a very good weekend for Checo. No. no. Um, and then coming in after Perez is our good old Canadian boy Lance Stroll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's all we can say about that. There's not much to say. No. Very um, disappointing. Yeah, just like there's not much to say about this next guy. Yeah, that's that's where Logan Sargent comes into play. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't understand it. This this man... Um, Get him out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did say I don't want to see any more grown men cry after, you know, DNFing. But at this point... Honestly, Logan, just cry your eyes out because you're terrible can, in can, this Williams. Can we just quickly? I, I know we should have. We didn't cover this earlier. Can we quickly jump back into qualifying to the cameraman who was in the Williams pit when Logan crashed and cut to that one mechanic with oh. his face in his hands? He looked <laughs> like he was contemplating his entire life while yeah. he was there. And what his next step in life like is. Like, this man looked like the th the famous thinking man statue in the museum. Like, and he was just, yeah, like McKenna said, he was contemplating his life. He's just like, how much work do I have to do tonight now? Yeah. Oh, like, he already knew, because he's done it before. <laughs> oh, that's true. Just, just a race prior. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't. But yeah, jumping back into the race, I... Oh, <laughs> Logan, 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 Logan. We'll, uh... I do my best to defend you when I can, but when you do stuff like this, I'm not going to stick my neck out for you. We'll, we'll jump into theories a little later mm -hmm. about him, because I have some thoughts. Yeah. Uh... The shocking retirement, in my opinion, though. Yeah. Was was your boy Mr. Alexander Elbon? Well, I didn't know if you guys noticed, but he decided to try to come up third, uh, lap one, <laughs> yeah. just off the start finish rate. Yeah, he got some air, uh, and, and he tried to fly. Um, well, now, mind you, there was this whole thing going on about Williams' DRS flap flapping in the wind when they opened it. So maybe that's their. So it just grew grew a wing. Maybe that's their plan to beat Max is just to fly over the track, <laughs> do like a little Mario Kart cheat where you where you, you jump half the track and then land and keep doing that for fifty three laps. Yeah, he. Uh, so back, yeah, lap one, just off the start finish grid. Needless to say, lap one um, was very eventful. Very much so. He was. <laughs> It was a trickle on from what happened with Bottas, um, except I believe, I want to say it was K-Mag, but I'm not 100% sure which ass it was, um, went a little bit too far left, and, and uh, yeah, decided to fly, hit the wheels, went up, um, kind of like Alonso did with Stroll uh, last year. Yep. 
Um, Where Alonzo uh, did that two-wheel wheelie. Exactly. Um, but except this was on the left two wheels. So he was kind of walking the car. Like he, was, uh, he was Dukes of Hazard. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He was doing the General Lee. So that caused um, severe damage to his car. Um, I believe he also pitted on lap one for a new wing. Yes. And new tires, as pretty much half the grid did. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically causing him to retire. Because yeah. they, they took a good look over it a few laps later. I can't remember which lap it was. But, uh, yeah, he... It, it was not survivable, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But... That rounds out our uh, all of our unfortunate drivers that had to DNF. And going into um, the w- next driver that did finish the race. We're, we're moving on from our DNF cars to our whack down cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's um, a few. We are getting the Haas duo of K-Mag in P15 and Nico Hulkenberg in P14. Yeah, they just sort of chilled to the back, apart from the lap one causing all the accidents. But yeah. They, uh, with K-Mag, once he had that spin from uh, Checo, basically done. Couldn't do anything after that. Just too far back. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure what happened to Nico, to be honest. I just don't think he had a very good race. No, he didn't really have a good race at all. Which is, I, I kind of hope he does a bit better. Because he, when he was with, um, Renault, uh, he was definitely doing a bit better than with Haas. But that's what sort of, that's the issue with Haas too, is they're not as good as Renault was. Um, so I understand sort of where he is. I just hope for a little better. Yeah, uh, moving on, we have Joe Guang Yu, who made up some positions. Yeah, he did not bad in the end. I mean, only 15 people ended the race, <laughs> so, so it doesn't, it's not as... Uh, he still finished third last, but third last in cards that finished. I mean, not bad. Yes. Not bad when, you know, a quarter of the grid DNFs. Yeah, um, a little sad to see uh, P12 with Yuki Sonoda. I was really hoping he'd get points. Yes. Uh, but just, he, they were just out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, home race, I was really hoping he'd get some points in Japan. I know, um, he was, I think at the end, like, 0. 0.5 of a second, uh, down from Liam. The whole, basically, second half of the race, they were battling. <laughs> I was gonna say, Alpha Tower, he had some battles. Like, at the start, they were battling. They took a little bit of break in the middle, and then... <laughs> I think that's because one the... of them pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of them pit. They're they, like they pit Liam Lawson to stop the battling. I mean, mm-hmm. they did the same thing with another team that we'll touch on here um, in, in the future a little bit. But then, I if it went for another few laps, I reckon Yuki would have been ahead of Liam. Yes. Uh, but then there was still a twenty-one or twenty-two second gap uh, between him and P ten. Yeah. So realistically, there wasn't any points to grab from there. Yeah, um, but moving on to P11, as we said, was Liam Lawson. You know, he qualified P11, he finished P11. At least he's consistent. <laughs> That's true. And yes. an Alpha Tower, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and he didn't DNF. Yeah, for being four races in, he has a better track record than some other rookies that we're not going to talk about anymore. <laughs> um, but moving on, those are our lapped cars. Now for the cars that were a couple seconds, not a couple seconds. A couple dozen seconds away from getting lapped, but the top ten. <laughs> um, so as we touched on before, 
Uh, yeah, Pierre Gasly was P10. Um, oh, him and I don't know if any of you caught this because I didn't. They didn't really cover it on F1 TV. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it on Instagram a little later. Pierre Gasly was livid when they asked him to swap with Alcon. Yeah, livid. I saw, I saw it on TikTok. Like, I didn't see. That. Like he was throwing his hands up while driving. Oh, like it looked like. I guess he gave the finger too. Like his reaction wow. is what I would have expected from Lewis in 2021. Wow. Yeah, he. And this was for P9. Yeah, he was told yeah. to swap positions. And then it kind of went on a little bit. So everyone was wondering, was he going to swap positions? And then he just slammed on his brakes. On the, I believe, last turn. Yeah, I believe so. Let Esteban go and then just lost it. Yeah, he was. It looked, it basically looked like his his reaction was, would have been if like his team told him to swap and that lost him the championship. But what even was the point of them? Because they're still, what, five seconds off? Um, I believe it was to, I believe Esteban had the fresher tires. Oh. Well, and I think it was to battle out Al- Alonzo, I believe it was. Yeah. Alcon had, I believe, the fresher tires, so he had the better chance of catching Alonzo. Mm, yeah, and then but he didn't. Still, Pierre was livid. Yeah, it's kind of shocking they wouldn't swap him back again. But, I mean, at the work. end of the day, like, both your cars are in P9, P10, your drivers aren't fighting. It's not like they're fighting for a championship. No, but it's a bit of... And we know Ocon is the number one driver in Alpine because he's been there the longest. Yeah, but it just... It really rubs you the wrong way though, as a driver. Like, it, 100%, it let them buy, give them a go. Mm-hmm. Why not? If you can get more points, go for it. But then if it doesn't work out, do the decent thing, swap back again. Yeah, but, you know, they're French. <laughs> that's true there's no explaining that uh moving on um yeah to, so uh, we touched on yeah alcon obviously finished p9 um yeah p8 was fernando alonso they made up a couple spots yeah i mean to be honest with the aston at this point i i don't see him ending any higher yeah um that's kind of where the aston is after all these other cars got upgrades that's and then aston just sort of gave up I mean, honestly, that's that's still good for an Aston Martin if we look at previous years. Oh, previous year, but then started the start of this year. Yeah, they've 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 kind of they started off high and kind of slowly progressed down, while everyone else kind of started low and progressed up. It's almost like they they won the lottery with that car, but just didn't understand how to make it better. Yeah. Whereas, like McLaren, for an example, uh, understood why they were so bad, fixed it, and now they're amazing. Yes. So, uh, moving on to P7 was the man who did a one-stop race. The man who attempted to do a one-stop race. Well, he did a one-stop race. He did, but it failed. Yeah, um, everyone was project- projecting a minimum two, and Mr. George Russell was like, I'm going to do it in one. Yeah, he <laughs> chose that uh, strategy. So we've got no one else to blame but himself. Yeah. Um, as we touched on earlier, this track is known for high degradation, which means your tires go quick. And very true for George Russell. His hards were gone. Well, I mean, a lap of uh, uh, mediums lasted, what, 10, 15 laps? Yeah. At most. So. Yeah. Um, 
funny enough, uh, Carlos Sainz even went on the radio and said, oh, Mercedes is trying to do what I did in yeah, Singapore, they, where uh, uh, they tried to get Lewis to back up, essentially, let George get in the DRS. Well, this, so, going back to the, it'd be the last third of the race, essentially, where George was in front of Lewis, yeah. carrying Lewis along with DRS. Um, they were staying ahead of signs with no problem. Um, and we got and a little Mercedes battle. They yeah. asked uh, them to switch, so to put Lewis in front and then tow Russell, uh, which arguably was the wrong decision because Lewis had newer tires than Russell, so he could get better exit and use the DRS better than Russell could. But well, um, I can understand why they did it because they're like, okay, the faster cars should be in front because we'll go faster. And if Russell has the DRS, he'll be able to keep up better instead of keeping George in front and having Lewis kind of pass on overtaking but, opportunities. But Russell lost the DRS within three corners. Well, that's because he had no tires. So they, And they picked a very bad place to swap him. So it's... It's sort of, arguably, if they would have kept it the original order, Russell in front of Lewis, they could have probably survived out the Ferrari. Potentially. Potentially, yep. Um, but they didn't. They switched. So then George, once he was out of DRS with Lewis, uh, he was hopeless. Carlos took him. If there was another lap, Carlos would have taken Lewis. Mm, yeah, most, most likely, yeah. That, that's... Pretty much how it would have a ended good, up. Good guess. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Carlos finished P6, Lewis P5. Um, you had Charles finish P4. Yeah, good run from him. Yeah, um, yeah no real drama with him. No, Just he had a, a good drive. He had a quiet. He had a quiet race. He was by himself for most of it, to be honest. Yeah, um, I think the end of the race is kind of when he had people closest to him, and that was Lewis about five, six seconds away from him. I would say not really close. Yeah. But um, now moving into our podium. Um, P3, the man finally got a podium. Yep. The good old Aussie boy, Oscar Piastri in that McLaren. Can I just say, what a legendary drive. For it's... never driven here before, ever. Our rookie, first season in Formula 1. In a McLaren, which again, if we would have looked at the start of the season, then got P three. McLaren at is, Japan. McLaren's arguably best of the rest. Oh, they're second from Red Bull now. You, well, with the way their cars driving right now, yeah. But like, it's a, it's it's about time this man got on the podium. He he has been robbed out of it a few <laughs> How times. How many times yeah. has this man been robbed? But like, a tremendous drive from him. Great yes. great run. Yeah. No, it was a uh, well deserved. Is a very good drive. Um, P2 was his teammate Lando. Now, I want to touch on something with Lando. Mm. Officially, he finished not about 19 to 20 seconds behind Max. Mm -hmm. I think Max has a lot of thanking to do to Checo for that. Because if you look at the replay, they did a replay on this on F1 TV, mm. where... They were coming around that. I believe it was the same corner that Checo hit Magnuson. Checo's a back marker. Mm -hmm. He has to get out of the way. Yeah. He pushed Lando off the apex. 
Mm. He stayed on That's the true. inside of Lando because when they reached, it was under a safety car. Mm-hmm. Uh, VSC, I believe. Yep. Because um, all of a sudden, Lando went from like two seconds, maybe one second behind Max to 10. And I'm like, no, I know Max is fast, but he is not that fast, especially on a straight. Yeah, but then he just kept growing that gap and growing that gap. He did, gap. but I don't think that gap would have been 19 seconds if also, that if Checo didn't do that. It I think... also depends how much Max was doing tire management. Yeah. Like, if he would have sent it, uh, A, he would have been in the 129s, and, and B, that gap would be like 45 seconds. Let's be realistic. Yeah, here. but I... I t- I don't think that gap would have been as big as it was if it wasn't for what Checo did. It definitely had a part to play in it. And I think I think there should have been some sort of punishment for that because that's just straight on allowed. If you're a backmarker, even if it's under VSC, you need to get out of the way. Yeah, so it's... yeah. That's essentially an impeding. Mm-hmm. But. And I'm surprised we didn't hear more from Lando about that. To be honest, though, they were never going to get the win. No, they weren't, but... So, I don't know how much complaining would have done. You also don't settle. No, but then realistically, Red Bull would have done the same thing for that thing. Pulled Checker out of retirement, done the <laughs> penalty, good to go. Yeah, he would have done three laps instead of two. Exactly, so... But still, it's nice to see Lando P2. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is his fourth or fifth podium in his career. Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. Some, something along those lines. So, very good drive from Lando. And then uh, we come uh, to P1. Yep, Mr. Good old Max Verstappen. Yeah, took a little vacation last weekend. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> you know, got bored. You know, why not? And won it for it's... himself <laughs> and Red Bull. Yeah. Walked away with that, yeah, that Constructors' Championship. Um, I believe at this point, I believe in the next two races or so, he can win the championship. No? Uh, he, he can win it by the next race in the sprint race. Yes. Yeah. He even said, in, it's funny, in an interview, um, they're like, how do you feel if you win it during the sprint race? He's like, fine, fine. Then we can go party in that night and my reaction time might be a little slower on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's, uh, uh, he's quite happy and content where he is. You know what? I want to put this out there right now. Mm. If Daniel Ricardo is ready to race by the next race, which is, uh, I believe, Qatar? Yes, that's correct. If he's ready to race by Qatar and Max wins it in the sprint, just give Max Sunday off, put Danny or Liam Lawson in his car, and put the other one in the Alpha Tower. <laughs> That's true. Let Max have his hangover, man. <laughs> he'll just be sitting by uh, Christian Horner. Oh, no, he'll go sit by Logan Sargent when he crashes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that might be bad energy for Max. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, put, put put Max on the pit wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or in the grandstands. <laughs> put him in the safety car. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny to see. Right? But Yeah. Um, so that is our race review. Um, I think we're going to dive into our predictions. Yeah. And see, uh, see how we did. Yes. So, um, McKenna, you want to 
you want to give us our predictions, see how see how bad I did, um, see how good you and Joe probably did. Yeah. yeah. So let's start with Joe, who did an easy guess for P one with Max Verstappen. Easy guess. Easy Every guess. single one of us guessed Max for all <laughs> yep. of the weekend. Yep. You can't put that on me as an easy guess. Well, yeah. you're the first one going, so it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then P two, we also got another point for Joe with Lando Norris. Yes, my boy. Yep. Coming in clutch. And then another point with Oscar Piastri in P three. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good this weekend so far. Yeah. Um, and then P4, you guessed Carlos Sainz. Wrong, wrong, wrong Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. wrong Ferrari. Um, I realized that the moment I watched qualifying, I'm like, oh, shucks, I should have guessed it the other way around. So you had you had a pretty good overall prediction weekend. Four Joe. points, I think, if my yeah. math is correct. Yeah. Don't so, look to me. I, I didn't do good in math. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, and then Zach also guessed Max P1. Easy guess. Easy guess. Um, but he also gets a point for Lando Norris for P2. Easy guess. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Easy guess. Yeah, right. Uh, and then P3, uh, you guessed Lewis Hamilton, um, which is a little far off, but at least Lewis was consistent this weekend too, coming in at P5. Cause That's true. Every Japan race, they said he likes to come in at P5. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that, I, I guess that is true, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, again, P4, you also guessed Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Wrong so, Ferrari. Yep. Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> um, so you came away with two points. Um, Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Well, a point and a half, I guess, because we're doing maxes. Yeah, 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 I guess, yeah. Point and a half for the race. Yeah. No um, worse, yeah. <laughs> and then for me... Easy guess, Max, for mm -hmm. P1. I also randomly, like, out of the blue, just guessed <laughs> Lando Norris. And it came in clutch for me. <laughs> we all so, we all kind of stuck with the same drivers this weekend. Yeah, we did. Um, P3, I guessed Lewis Hamilton, which I was very wrong about. But this is also really random. I guessed the correct Ferrari. I guessed Leclerc <laughs> in P4. Huh! Which is wild to You're me. Pretty good. So I got two and a half points. Zach, you uh, you getting nervous now? <laughs> no. <laughs> in the uh, in the words of the future three time world champion, we'll give him one. <laughs> so yes, that. Yeah, but you've been giving like the last three races. <laughs> it's all good. It's not like Max when he has an off weekend. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that was our race prediction. Let me just do the calculations to see where we're all landing here. So while she does the math real quick, um, we kind of forgot this in Friday's podcast, and that's on me. Um, I think we're all going to have the same answers looking at this race. Uh, Joe, who's your overperformer for the weekend? <laughs> Oscar Piastri. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all going to have the same answer here. He's I mine as well. I didn't see who was driver of the day, but if he didn't get it, I, I believe it was mind him. blown. He deserves it. Yeah, I believe I believe Oscar got. I uh, last I saw in the in the uh, the vote, he was leading it. 
I, I believe he did win it. Yeah. Yeah, for Driver Good to of the hit. Day. McKenna, you're overperformer of the weekend? Um, yeah, Oscar Piastri. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he got me a point, so I gotta say yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we we all know why he's getting our overperformer of the weekend. The man finally got his podium. Now. Third time's a charm. I would like to ask you, underperformer, but excluding Logan Sargent. Hmm. Uh, da, da, da. You know. I don't know who mine is right away. I want to say. I don't want to go with the obvious. Mm. Um, but the the man I want to say, I can't really fully blame him. Um, and that's going to be Alex Albon. He flew like a bird. <laughs> Which again, well, like out I, of his fault, I can't really blame him. He did him, nothing wrong. But even looking at qualifying, he could only put it P thirteen. Only in a For, track that doesn't work with Williams. That's which, not bad. A lot of tracks don't work with Williams, and he's still able to make that Q two. Just, just he. You disappoint me, sir. <laughs> it's gonna be controversial, but Alex Albon. For his qualifying and unfortunate events in the race is going to get my underperformer of the week. Shame on you. It's obviously... Listen, honestly, if Albon didn't put that car so low in qualifying, I think he would have finished the race. Uh, Tough to say. Depending on where I ended up. Joe, I I heard what you said, but you want to say it again? Yeah, Checo. Um... I'm just I'm just saying that and that put uh, put Liam Lawson in that car. That's that's where my mind's at. Yeah, at this point, my underperformer. Yes. Oh, pff. yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> overall just go with all the ones that DNF minus Alexander <laughs> Albon. Like Logan Sargent was super underperformer for me, but that is a given. Um, Lance Stroll again, given always an underperformer for me. Sergio from the Perez, one you support. Yeah. Yeah, I know you try to support him, and now you just you're throwing me well, <laughs> under the bus. Since last race, I'm like completely written off this year. <laughs> um, yeah, and I always forget about Valtteri Bottas. So I mean, you're also an underperformer for me this year <laughs> or this uh, race too. Whoa, so. Wow, you're harsh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe McKenna should work for the sorry. FIA, <laughs> right? <laughs> The only one that was a surprising underperformer, I guess, would would have been Albon, because I did not expect him to DNF. Again, he flew like a bird. <laughs> if yes, he put he the car higher in qualifying, I think he would have finished the race. Mm, potential. Um, but do you guys want to get to where our points are really quick before we continue? Yeah, let's look at these uh, points. See how All much right. I'm winning by. So, coming in at number one right now is Joe. Woo! Coming in with 20.5 points. I'm at 12. Yes. I thought I was at 19. Now. I'll take that. For number two, coming in with 15.5 points, that would be me. Oh, you're losing now, Zach. (laughs) And for last place with 14.5 points is Zach. I thought you guys would be tied by now. That's what I thought. I... Wow. Yeah. We would be if she didn't get that random Charles Leclerc guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely thought Zach and I were tied. 
And then I had to go in and recount all the points. And yeah, no, I have one point ahead of him. Wow, well done, McKenna. You're crawling <laughs> away from the back. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. If only Checo could do that. <laughs> uh, well, he has done that, just not this weekend. Yeah. Um, we're going to take one more break. And then uh, there's a couple lighthearted moments I want to talk about from this weekend. All right. So going after all the review, um, there were some pretty interesting moments from this weekend. There was, yeah. Um, obviously, again, I'm going to touch on the Japanese fan hats. Yeah, they, uh, those hats are amazing. I want one so badly. Go make one. I probably could, but I'm just too lazy. <laughs> so uh, that's, you don't have the commitment they do. Right? That's the difference. Maybe, that. I can, maybe I can buy one. Maybe. Um... And we touched on it again in qualifying. Um, Sebastian Vettel did start a B hotel in one of the corners. Mm-hmm. This um, was the most wholesome moment of the entire weekend. He They didn't really cover it on F1 TV. And if they did, I missed it. But he was standing by the B hotels, waving his flag to all the drivers that passed by. Yep, through the whole race. Yes. Sebastian Vettel has gone from an F1 racer to a proud dad. Yeah. <laughs> Of every single driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so sweet. He looks so happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it was so nice to see Vettel again. As much as I, I miss him racing, I love it when he just randomly pops up. Yeah. <laughs> just just wherever you don't think he's gonna, he and just pops he's up. Just there. He's like the Daniel Ricardo at the beginning of the season. Mm. He just like randomly was there and everyone was just happy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, but moving on to the trophies that we touched on last episode as well. Um, I I believe we kind of speculated if I don't remember if we talked about it on the recording or not. Well, I said that, you know, the FIA already had Max's first place preloaded. Yeah. Um, which yeah. they did. Um, but yeah, the way they did it is kind of weird. Yeah, very strange. Not the way we all expected it. Um, they had all the drivers, well, probably except for Sergeant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had all the drivers kiss this scanning thing, and then they preloaded them into the trophies. Because I guess the lip prints are just as unique as fingerprints. Yep. Yep. We all learned something new this uh, this weekend. Yeah, and honestly, like. Max was the, I think neither McLaren tried, uh, but Christian Horner tried, but. And failed miserably. He did not even get anywhere close. Well, maybe that's because the constructor one didn't have anything preloaded because let's be real. They kind of just pick some random person to send up there. Well, I mean, it's (laughs) Red Bull's constructor's trophy. So, I mean, it could have just been. Yeah, they could have loaded the Austrian play. Exactly. Um, But yeah, Max kissed the kiss me circle and the dutch national flag just flawlessly loaded up mm-hmm. yeah it looked, looked really cool looked fantastic i would have loved to see the other two um mm-hmm. trophies light up and just see how beautiful the australian flag and the british flag looked yeah. on that trophy yeah they probably did it later because they didn't want to embarrass themselves not knowing how to do it <laughs> <laughs> And Oscar Piastri was just too cool to even try it. Like, <laughs> you know, if Daniel Ricciardo was up there, he would. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm kind of mad Oscar didn't do a shoey. Right, <laughs> right. Like, come well, on. I guess no. It's not a win though. It's a win for him. 
Yeah, but Danny Rowan did those with a win. Mm-hmm. That's true, but he was also driving a Red Bull at the time. And a McLaren. Once. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the last one I want to touch on was from the most wholesome driver on the grid. Uh, the home hometown hero, Yuki Sonoda, giving his racing suit to the Japan Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was cool to see. Um, yeah, it just it's just something you wouldn't expect. Right, yeah. but like in Japan, like they do have this history of like, when you give a gift, it's a very respectful thing. Mm-hmm. Japan is a very respectable um, culture. Yeah, and deep in tradition. Yeah, um, like they used to give out, um, like warriors would give their their katanas to the kimonos. emperor. The kimonos. Well, the katanas too. The katanas are the oh. sword. The warriors would give the katanas, and then um, non warriors or whatever would give their kimonos, and that's like dedicating your life. Now, obviously, I don't think Yuki was doing that, but it's a very respectable thing to do. Yeah, I... it's definitely cool to see. I wonder why the suit, though, and maybe not the helmet? Uh, you know, maybe the suit has a bigger meaning than the helmet. Yeah, but that would have been really wet and smelly. Unless they just doused it in Febreze. They're probably going to yeah. wash it. Or it might just go into a, uh, a glass case that you can't smell through. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the helmet still would have been wet and smelly, but at least, you know, that would have been cool it's kind of like basketball players giving out their shoes after games yeah that's just weird and their jerseys yeah i think that's a little odd but... <laughs> anyways good on good on yuki for Clearly doing that you guys never played Japan. basketball yeah so yeah good to see from him yeah um i would just like to bring up a little bit of reasoning as to i know there's a big question right now for the open williams seat and who will get it? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there's speculation. Obviously, we all want Liam Lawson to take it because Sergeant just <laughs> likes to crash. Well, there was that article that we read from the 21st saying that Sergeant knew what he had to do to keep his seat. He had to fix, stop making mistakes and have clean weekends. So he decided to crash. And three days later, he crashed the car. <laughs> so, yeah. But the other thing, too, is Sergeant brings sponsors and financial backing mm-hmm. to him. Whereas Liam Lawson, not so much. And nowhere to the extent of Sergeant. So that is also a big thing. Money is a huge thing in F1. Like, you can pay to play, basically. Uh, so that might be a reason why they're hesitant. I would just like to say, though, wouldn't it be hilarious and depressing if they announced at the uh, Austin GP in the, in the, the US Texas racetrack that uh, they will not be re-signing Logan Sargent <laughs> at arguably his home race. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously Sargent brings in the American money because mm-hmm. he's American. But you, you got to sit down at some point and be like, all right, do we take all this sponsor money and essentially funnel it into Sergeant's car because he keeps breaking it? Yep. Or do we bring in another driver who can perform around or slightly under our number one driver and get us points, which will get us money 
Because you get money depending where you land in the constructors. Yeah. Has Logan Sargent actually got any points no. yet this year? So... Nothing at all. No. Logan Sargent is one of, I believe, three drivers who have not gotten points. Is that three? And the other two are Nick DeVries and Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> like it's it's bad um yeah logan Sargent is the only driver to race the whole season so far and not get points liam lawson has two more points than logan Sargent, and has done like six less races mm-hmm. yeah more than that well roughly He's done a lot less races than Logan Sargent and has doubled the points. And well, we all know how Nick DeVries ended up because that's where Daniel Ricardo came in and then yeah. only did one race. I do have to say, though, Alpha Tauri has had four drivers this year. Yeah. <laughs> Which is and have gotten five points out of it. <laughs> I will say, though, they are definitely doing better than they were at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. Did we cover in our last episode... Um, the McLaren deal that was signed? I can't um, remember if that was announced after we recorded. Uh, no, I believe we, if we didn't, um, yeah, Oscar and Landor re-signed. Or at least Oscar is. Uh, no, to 2025 20, or 26? I believe, I believe yeah. 25. Yeah, because that was announced and they talked about it, um, during the qualifying post race interviews mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah oscar you sign a deal and get a podium yep <laughs> yep maybe uh maybe mclaren should just re-sign oscar every weekend at this point <laughs> right like yeah he's doing it if mclaren can keep on this track of an actually good car that they can fix and improve unlike Aston then yeah they they've got if Red Bull slips up, then they've got a podium. Yeah. So, uh, quickly touching on the standings after the Suzuka Grand Prix. In P22, you have Daniel Ricciardo with zero points. P21, Nick DeVries. P20, I would Logan just Sargent. like to argue, personally, I'd put... Ricardo above <laughs> Nick DeVries. I think the only reason he's below Nick DeVries is because he's only done one race. But it was better than Nick DeVries did the whole season. It was. Um, is it bad? I don't even like, remember him. <laughs> uh, is, that, is that a bad thing? No, because I don't either. <laughs> um, yeah, so P20, Logan Sargent. P19, Liam Lawson with two points. P18, Kevin Magnuson with three points. P-17, Yuki Sonoda with three points as well. P-16, Zhou Guang Yu with four points. P-15, Mr. Valtteri Bottas with six points. P-14, Nico Hulkenberg with nine points. Now we get into the double digits, guys. P-13, Alexander Albon with 21 points. He is carrying that team, by the way. Yes, he has all of Williams' points this year. Uh, P12, we have Esteban Ocon in the Alpine with 38 points. P11, we have his teammate Pierre with 46. 
Getting into the top 10, you have Lance Stroll with 47. Which is shocking to me. <laughs> but he has that many? Yeah. It's all from the beginning of the year. Yeah, Clearly. that's true. Uh, you have P9, Oscar Piastri with 57 points. P8, you have George Russell with 115 points. P7, you have Lando with 115 points. They're tied. They are now tied. P6, you have Charles Leclerc with 135 points. P5, you have Carlos Sainz with 150. P4, you have Fernando Alonso with 174. P3, you have Sir Lewis Hamilton with 190. Somehow, P2 is still Checo Perez. Not for much longer. With 223. And Max Verstappen with a solid round 400 points. To put that into perspective, if Max Verstappen were to be his own team, he would be P2 in the Constructors. That's crazy. And that nuts. Put it this way. If you were to remove the Red Bull Racing team and Max came in with his own team, he would be P1 in the Constructors. Hmm. By 95 points. That's insane to think about. <laughs> um, speaking of Constructors, P10, you have Alpha Tauri with 5 points. P9, you have Alpha Romeo with 10 P8, you have Haas with 12. P7, you have the Williams Alexander Albon Mercedes team with 21. <laughs> P6, you have the Alpine with 84. McLaren is trucking along with P5 with 172 points. Aston Martin, P4 with 221. It'll be interesting to see if McLaren catches Aston with the last few races. Uh, they're straight, I reckon they will. I do too. Right? Um, P3, you have Ferrari with 285 points. P2, you have Mercedes with 305 points. That'll also be interesting to see. It's going to be a race for P2 and P4. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the... Constructors Champions of 2023, the Red Bull Racing Honda with 623 points. Over double P2. So was the cap for the Constructors like 600? Like how do... So they, the way they, it works is it is now mathematically impossible for Mercedes to catch Red Bull. So Red Bull could DNF every single race. Okay. Red, Bull, Red Bull could DNF and Mercedes could go 1-2. So as long as and they the gap, cannot catch. Yeah, as long as the gap yeah. between 1 and 2 is large enough, then you're just automatically... Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. And Joe, hmm. I would like to point on what you said more than double. If you add up Mercedes and Ferrari, that's 590 points. <laughs> that is still less than what Red Bull has put up this year. That is mind-blowing. <laughs> that is what happens when you win literally every race but one. 
that's a good point. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, this is... I mean, mostly all that is just Max <laughs> winning every single everything. See, that does bring the question. What is the maximum number of points a constructor has won in the past? Uh, mm. That is a good question. That is something we can look up for next weekend. Yeah. Because um, that's intrigued me now. I would just like to say that if Max had his own team, again, he'd be leading the constructors. But if Sergio had his own team, he would be P4. <laughs> that's not bad. By two points over Aston Martin. If I was Checo, I'd take that. <laughs> right? Ah, you know, I've been I've been having a bad weekend or a bad year. But, uh, hey, if I was my own team, I'd be P4. <laughs> Just imagine if you're like a Haas. You're like, wow, Checo could just beat us. I mean, like, look at Williams. Over. Williams essentially is doing that. All 21 points are Alex Albon. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> well, well mind you, most of 600 is max. Yeah, 400 of it is max, which is just mind-boggling. Yeah. And two out of those five points is Liam Lawson, so essentially it's yeah, for Alpha Liam Tauri. Lawson and Yuki Tsunoda putting points on that board. Out of that four drivers? Yep. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yep, there it is, I guess. And yeah. one of those, uh, not racing yet next year. Yeah. Because, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Uh, anything else we'd like to add to this episode before we end it? So, I would like to say that um, Max currently has the most points scored by a driver in F1. Like in history? Yes. Uh, oh. he, he did it last year with 454 points. Oh, so he's, yeah, going to wipe his <laughs> own record. Um, the... Biggest winning margin before the end of this year is currently held by Sebastian Vettel. Oh. From 2013 with a 155-point gap. This is drivers, correct? Yes, this is this is drivers. Um, so that record is 10 years old this year. Wow. Yes. So Max is going to beat that. And for constructors, the most F1 constructor points in a season. Joe, do you want to guess who it is? Mercedes. McKenna? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess um, Mercedes as well. So it is Mercedes. And it happened in their 2016 season. Makes sense. 765 points. Ooh. Ho, ho. Yeah. That... Now, how many races we have in the last in the, now? We have what seven left? Um, Six left. I believe I believe we're sitting around seven. So we say seven times twenty six. Six. Okay. Yeah, we got about so we, we got six we go races left. Six times. We'll go twenty five points because we don't know if he's gonna get past the lap. Well, and we also don't think Checo's gonna. So get that's one hundred and fifty. What did you say the cap was? The max was sorry. Uh, so the record is 765. And we're currently sitting at... 623. So if Max were to win out the rest of the year, Which he, he would do will. it. Yeah, by himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's 773 points. So 
That's with no Checo pointing, scoring any points. <laughs> yeah, that's without no fastest lap and no Checo Perez scoring points. Wait, you you get points for fastest lap as well? Yeah, yeah you, you get, get one point. point. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Good to know. That's why Max is always like, I want to have the fastest yeah. lap. Yeah, you oh, always gotcha, get that extra gotcha. point. So, realistically, <laughs> Max is going to break his own record of most points scored in a season. Because mm-hmm. he just needs to win... Two more races? Mm. He needs to win the sprint and two races. Mm, okay. So he needs to win he needs to win two weekends. Yeah. Um and then a Red Bull just needs to finish first. I didn't even add in the sprint. That's eight points. That is eight points. Yeah, so we're gonna break what a dozen records this year? <laughs> that probably won't ever get touched. Again. So we broke the most wins by a team in a row yeah we broke most wins in a row by a driver yep we are looking at the most points by a driver mm-hmm. we're looking at the most points by a team mm-hmm. the biggest winning margin mm-hmm. that's five records right there in one year well and, and that'll probably break a record for most records broken in a year they should add a record for um, most damage caused to a vehicle <laughs> by one driver. Just so Logan Sargent can get just so Logan just just so Logan Sargent can get something. I Gotifi might beat him. Do you think that would be interesting to see? Yes, we will. We'll follow up with that next episode. We will look into that. See if he's higher than Gotifi. Yes. Well, you guys know how much I love cliffhangers. Mm. Not this year. Little tip tappity tip on my computer screen. Without looking, mm-hmm. who do you think the driver is that holds this record? It's happened within the last five years. Okay. Record for what? Most money spent in damage. Oh, but not go TV. I, uh... I want to say. Oh, it could be Mick Schumacher. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. I want to. Mm, Nick DeVries wasn't around. No, he wasn't around long enough. No. no. I'm, I'm going to go with Gotifi. Gotifi? McKenna? I'm going to go with Joe on this, only because I was not around for that. So if that's what Joe says, I'm going to go with that. It's between him and Mick, I think. So, Gotifi does not hold this record. It's Mick Schumacher. <laughs> two years ago. I knew ago, it was one of the two. Two years ago, he had a tab. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> Imagine this being a bar tab. Four wait, wait. million in damage. So you can go over the cap of three mil. (laughs) And it's proven. He cost in 2021, he cost Haas $4.4 million. No wonder they dropped him so quick. Um, At the time, the Haas founder, Gino Haas, was far from pleased with the German driver. Mm -hmm. That is a quote from. An article? Oh my gosh, it was Haas. That is the worst <laughs> team to drive for and cause the most damage. They got That's the smallest team. team. They don't even have money. They broke all the time. The only reason they have money is because of their team principal, Gunter. Oh my they, God. They, they don't even God have enough money them. to have six seats at that pit box. <laughs> That's yep. true. And it's all because of Mick Schumacher. <laughs> oh my goodness. So. Wow. So all the prize money just goes to Mick Schumacher's car. <laughs> What prize money? <laughs> I don't think they got any. Well, you. I think every team gets something. Uh, uh, it just depends how much. And there's a big difference. 
Oh, there is a massive difference. Um, yeah, Haas finished with zero points that year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. Well, Mercedes, that's your uh, reserve driver there. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Don't phone in sick. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Actually, no, phone in sick. I want to see what happens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You want to see him try and break that record in one weekend? <laughs> Wipes out the whole field. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, well. Except Max, so I want to see him beat that record. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could miss a weekend and still break the record. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Yeah. So, that is going to do it for us on this Monday morning. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. We're all a bunch of idiots. And have yourselves a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you liked what we talked about today in our podcast and everything else we'll talk about in the future, the best way to support us is by subscribing to our podcast, both on Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as giving us a five-star review. We do have social media as well. So check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at F1 in the sun. All of the information will be linked in the descriptions of every podcast, as well as in the description of our Apple and Spotify podcasts. And we will see you next week.